between my legs, between my legs, go. The squirrel was like running between the legs and then try and flip the squirrel. Somatic sexologist Morgan Penn is back with Hayley Sproul for a new season of Sex.Life. So more and more little pets started appearing and some horses for the pony play. Sex.Life, a new episode every Wednesday. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Wild Secrets. Fear nothing. The ACC's Daily Agenda Podcast, powered by Musashi. Good morning. It is August. I don't want to alarm you, but we are flying through this year. Only, what, about a month until we head away to... no, two months until we head away to France. Oh, yep, and uh, a big congratulations. We gave away another four seats over the weekend. Yes, we did. Uh, was, it, was it Jimmy Bothaway? Was James. It, yeah, James Bothaway. Was the name yep. I heard. I heard that they partied into the wee small hours. Yep, I heard, I've heard disturbing news, so he's, he's bringing his midi. Oh, but there was a whole yarn about whether he's going to bring his missus or not, right? And then he's bringing his mate, and he's bringing his midi. Okay. So there we go. But that's probably quite good for us, because that, that's less... It's better to have that than four hand grenades. That's right. It's a little bit of policing. Having yep. been on a few of these kind of trips, it's good to have someone else there yep. um, to sort of curb the chaos a little bit. <laughs> um, so looking forward to that. We've got plenty of prizes, though. I'll tell you about a bit about them later on in the podcast. Let's get straight into it. Catch! Please, I want to see the competition of the catch. Yeah, I know. He has dropped the ball. He has dropped the ball. I love the uh, that guy going, yeah, oh no, oh no, he's dropped the balls. This was the Ben Stokes catch. This yeah. one that squirted up into the air, he caught it at full extension, and then as he went to celebrate by throwing the ball, he dropped it onto the floor. Do you think that should have been a catch? I think it should have been. Uh, it's happened. It happens quite a lot, the celebration drop. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's up there with the kind of run out, with the lazy run out. It'll always keep happening. No matter what yeah. you say, slide your bat, always hold on to the ball. Players will always walk through for a single, and players will always try and celebrate immediately while they're catching the ball and throwing it in the air. Yeah, they're getting a little bit too excited before they've yeah. even, even ever caught it. Yeah, but I mean, look, if he caught it and successfully thrown it in the air and run away and it landed on the ground. That's the part that I don't understand. So yeah. if he had caught it, like you say, just flung it straight back up in the air, yeah. that's considered caught. But because he flung it and it went straight into the ground... You know, like, yeah. I don't know, it was it was bizarre. Um, yeah, anyway. Like, anyway, mean, England won. England won. England, well, look, they draw the ashes. They go out on, I don't know, a nothing. It's very English of them to get a draw. It's a very yeah. English sport that draws are so common. Well, they won the game, but they drew the series. Yeah. So, two all. Stuart Broad retired. Suspicious uh, announcement that allowed Sky Sport to put together a montage of his right. whole career. Um, I didn't know that he was 37. Yeah, he's 37. We're just talking about this now. I couldn't believe that. If you told me he was 27, I believe you. Yeah, he's in, he's a, I mean, he's that, he's that tall, lanky. He's got legs that go all the way, Stuart Broad. Yeah. But um, they were interviewing Jimmy Anderson before the game, and, you know, <laughs> I think it was Nasser Hussein was sucking the life out of him uh, and said something along the lines of, you know, is this going to spur you into any sort of announcement? And Jimmy Anderson, at the age of 41, is like, Nah, nah, nah. I got plenty on me. Yeah. I was disappointed in the way I bowled the series, and he he didn't play. He didn't get a lot of wickets. Yeah. So he's going to carry on at the age of forty-one. Why wouldn't you, Jimmy Anderson? Still, I mean, he's got the most economical yeah. run up and action. He comes off about five paces. Yep. You wouldn't want to face him in indoor. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah. No. If you, if you know me, why would you? I I wonder this all the time. Like as a as a professional athlete, so few professional athletes get to pick when they retire. Most of them are retired. Like, it happens for they them. They get retired. They get retired. They get put out to pasture. Yeah. So why would you ever take that off the table for yourself? 
Um, you know, so many people I know having like worked with all these professional athletes, so many of them just aren't, they've never made like a formal announcement. Because also, what does that even mean to say I'm retired? Like, yeah. I don't know, nine out of 10 of them probably weren't going to get picked again anyway. So why would you just take an entire paycheck off the board and just be like, I'm retired, I'll never do it again, you know? You just want to retire on the clock. You just want to... Me? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah 100%. I'm not retiring, I'm just going to fade out while you still pay me. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know why you would ever just be like, hey guys, if you wanted to pay me, please don't, because I'm retired. Like, I, don't, I just don't understand that as a move. Um, hey, but I've got to admit, the Ashes series, what that been has, that has, been, has been so good. It's been. I'm glad it's over because... I can start to repair my marriage yeah. and my relationship with my life partner. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been strained over the over the kind of last what five weeks. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, the nine thirty is just super niggly because I'm like, I'll just watch. Yeah. Bit. And then it's not a nine thirty first ball. It's a that's when the coverage starts. That's when KP starts. Yeah. And then at ten p.m. and then there's a little rain delay and then I'm in bed by eleven thirty and then you know it starts to get a bit frosty. Yeah. But so. I'm glad it's over. Yeah, same. But I'm looking forward to the next one. Well, and having said that, it's been the best thing for cricket thus far because, you know, so many people are like, oh, Test Cricket's dying. There's been so much drama. The the, oh. jo- the Johnny Bearstow of it all, the, the guys at Lord's booing, oh. um, the, the the rain delay. I'm loving it. The, these controversial decisions left, right and centre. We've got Victoria in the Australian camp. We've got Baz yeah. in, the, in the English camp. You know, we've got a foot in either camp, so... I, I love it. I can't wait for summer to come around. We've got a magnificent summer. It's all on iHeartRadio. We're commentating every single ball of the summer. Mm-hmm. So it's got me barred up. And it's a glorious summer as well. So looking forward to that. Um, in all of the sporting news, you may have forgotten that the Silver Ferns are playing in a World Cup right now. And is this, I feel like this is a school holiday World Cup. A hundred percent. They are it getting is. it over and done with within the school holiday period. Yes. So the, the, we couldn't figure out at the start, were the Silver Ferns playing at 9am South African time? Because that didn't sound right. Or 9am New Zealand time because of the time difference. They were playing at 9 in the morning. Yeah, and and because I remember turning it on, it was 7pm in New Zealand or something. And yeah. So my daughter was keen as a bean to watch it. And then I was trying to work out on the time. And then it was 9 o'clock last night. And then yep. I was like, oh, she watched the replay this morning. And what it is, is that they're trying to get all of the games through, like you say, like a school holiday style yeah. tournament. Yeah. So there's... Games every hour on the hour from 9am through to like 8pm. And the, and it's not even sold out. No. And it's not even a big stadium. Nor so. should it be because we – I feel like they need to halve the amount of teams in the in the Silver Fern and yeah. the Nepal World Cup because we have put cricket scores on the likes of Singapore. Didn't they get 100 put on them? Sri Lanka got 100 put on them by, I think, Australia. <laughs> but that how is that possible? Because there's how many? Four 15-minute quarters. Is that right? Yeah. Is it 15 minutes? I don't think so, but, but anyway. But that's still, 100 is more than a goal a minute. Yes. And even then, you're not getting the ball back. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's every second time you they've got possession, so they must have just punched them in the face, got the ball back and scored. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. And what I can't understand is when they're, you, you are putting up a score that big, how you can allow like 19 goals to the other team. Like, when did they touch the ball? Wouldn't you just... <laughs> Obliterate them every single time. I don't know. It's been very lopsided. It's starting to square hey, it's up. It's the a development bit. of the game, Manaya. Sure. Uh, the Ferns have absolutely humped everyone, but they're now playing South Africa and then they're playing Jamaica. And I have talked to a couple of people in the know, um, the Storm Purvises of the world. Oh, yeah. 
She reckons uh, Jamaica could go all the way with this thing. Really? And I thought that was very interesting because the last time that we saw Jamaica was when they came over here last year and they had the visa debacle. Do you oh remember this? Oh, my God. And the coach, the coach and the physio ended up playing. I think we loaned them a couple of players. So we had to call a player out of retirement who had just had a child. Yeah. So she was holding her kid on the sideline. And the, the poor um, – yeah, the coach – had to like dish out all this advice at half time, wearing the same dress as all the other players had on. It was so humiliating for them. So for them to be able to turn around and then now be like, oh yeah, they're tournament favourites. Um, it's pretty interesting. Tournament favourites, really. It's, I, don't know. I mean, come on, it's Australia, New Zealand, uh, and England, maybe. England, perhaps. Yeah, but I mean, Jamaica are, are probably a wild card. Yeah. Um, We'll see how they yeah. go. So uh, we play South Africa, I think, tonight. And we're, then we're out. We're out. Well, Grace Nowicki's gone. Grace Nowicki is gone. She's done a patella tendon. It's a partial tear of the patella tendon, which is a horrific injury. Um, and she's out. They've brought in a, another um, mid-quarter, I think, because they just they put Maya Wilson in and she looked excellent. So I think they're just going to roll with Maya for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, she got 49 out of 49, I think, against uh, Wales. So, yeah. <laughs> against Wales, who we absolutely thump on. Sunny Wales. Eddie boom, boom, boom. We've got about 50 goals run up on them. So, uh, yeah, it's going to get pretty pointy here from South Africa and then Jamaica, and that is when the, I'll start paying actual attention to that tournament. Uh, speaking of tournaments, I think it is the last day of pool play for the FIFA Women's World Cup today. So then we'll know the uh, 16, the round of 16 uh, after this. Japan last night, I watched this oh, game free to air. Same. Absolutely thrashed Spain 4 0. And if you can't remember, Spain were the team who complained that Palmerston North was too boring, so they wanted to get out there. Well, was that exciting enough for you, Spain? A 4 0 dropping at the hands of Japan. I'll blame that on Palmerston North, don't you worry. But they're, <laughs> I mean, I think they're fourth. They're ranked fourth in the world, Spain. And they got, I watched that game um, with um, my kids, and they loved it because Japan. They looked so good, yeah. and they the, every opportunity they got, and they were good goals. They were like yeah. back of the net, like top left hand corner. Yeah, and there was one lucky one was a deflection off the off the defender yeah, into the ground, and then over the goalkeeper. But they they've won the World Cup before Japan, so right. they're no mugs. They've won this World Cup before, so they've gone undefeated throughout pool play. No one scored a goal against them. No, so I think clean they're sheet. The, they're a clean sheet. They're the dark horses. But uh, I'm headed to Eden Park this Saturday for Switzerland. V Spain, so because oh, they nice. lost that Spain, they get to come up to Auckland. So they'll be happy to come to Auckland. Yeah, I'm on um, the Swiss team. That's my team going yeah. forward. Switzerland. Yep. Um, Any just, reason? Oh, just just some of the players that they've got. I like I like the players yep. that they've got. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, so I'm following them. Plus, you know, nil all draw. If they win, then we could sort of say in a roundabout way that we could have won. Yeah, true. Um, so I'm on them. But yeah, looking forward to it. And like you say, that was comprehensive. Every time Japan got the ball, they looked so much better than Spain. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, round of 16 shaping up. Just quickly, we've got a bit of admin to get to in a sec, but I was just reading an article that I was talking about before we walked in here, uh, and it was how the Australian government are keen to award the 18th NRL franchise to Papua New Guinea in an effort to curb Chinese expansion into the Pacific region. <laughs> bas- so basically, uh, <laughs> they're up in arms because China's like, uh, promising billions of dollars to all these different governments around the Pacific. Yeah, and they in- think. infrastructure and in exchange for a couple of aerials. Which, by the way, if you've ever been to any of the Pacific Islands, they're already doing that. All yeah. of the roads were built by China. All the Chinese workers are building everything. Yeah, the ports are looking immaculate. Every time you like point out the biggest building in town, you're like, what's that? Oh, it's some Chinese building. We don't really know. It's the embassy. It's the embassy, yeah. And so it's already happening. And I guess the Australia, New Zealand, we can't compete with, you know, the, the Chinese expansion into the Pacific. And they're all very concerned about it. The governments are. They're having all these hoops yeah. about it. 
Um, but the one thing that uh, Australia can promise that China can't is a bit of good old-fashioned rugby league. So this is their joker. This is yeah. their... Um, ace in the hole. Their, this is their ace in the hole when it comes to international diplomacy. Australia, like, what do we got, mate? We've got rugby league. Yeah. Uh, give them a franchise and just tell, yeah. tell those Chinese... Yeah. Tell those Chinese... You just get the hell out of there because yeah. we're giving you an NRL team. <laughs> what are you going to support, the Shanghai Sharks? I don't bloody think so. Uh, yes. Run it straight, you Chinese pricks. <laughs> so I, I just love that, uh, you know, NRL once again bridging gaps between cultures, um, bringing people together. <laughs> the fact that the NRL, always has. The fact that the NRL is even on the diplomatic table yep. to me is crazy. They're out there in bubblers and bashing <laughs> their misses and, and half of them are in court for something, yet... They're used as a diplomatic joker. Yeah, they could. Rugby league could prevent World War Three. I <laughs> <laughs> mentioned yesterday about the Dulux promo that we're running at the moment. It's yep. called Backing Black. We just want you to paint something black. Get creative with it. Don't know what it is. Uh, it could be anything. I, I really want to paint Joe Jury's um, screen one day, and his computer screen yeah. at work, so that when he comes in and he turns it on, it just doesn't go. Um, so if you want to do that, get involved. We've got a massive prize pack, six grand's worth of everything you need to watch whatever sport that you enjoy watching, the TV, the soundbar, the headphones. The Panasonics. The, the Panasonics. Panasonics OLED. You know, even David Warner likes the OLED. Yeah, he loves his OLED. The black is a blacker than ever. Yeah. Um, and if you want to do that, just get a hold of a test pot by texting Dulux to 3236. We'll send you back all the details. Paint Joe Jury's screen black and then uh, you could be in to draw uh, in the draw to win all of that stuff as well as Kiwi Pong Pro-Am as I mentioned yesterday there's still yeah. a chance for you to get into that so if you want to play a bit of beer pong against us, me and you G-Lane yep. um, and against some of the pros and they actually are pros because we've been to this series for oh, years yeah. eh? Oh yeah, and you kind of think that it's just going to be luck but the same teams win over and over again. There's a different strategy too because you've got the, the pros and yeah. um, they are generally drinking zeros yeah, uh, yeah, and you'll see half half the ta- half of the competition, including us, are pounding beers yeah. like nobody's business and legless by the end. Yeah, of it. and they're drinking zeros, and you're thinking, why the heck are they so focused? And yeah. you know, you know, we're down trowing and getting, yeah. our, getting our nuts out <laughs> trying to distract, and they're just yeah. laser focused. Yeah. So there's two different strategies. I've seen a team. With the drinking strategy, make it through to the final. Yes, it was Mike to fight. He likes yes. to fight, and he was trying to fight yeah. anyone. That and would have it. unfortunately, he he did stumble at the last uh, at the last hurdle. Mike to fight. He likes to fight. Um, but you know these teams, they all have themes. They'll dress up. But one of the teams, their uh, costume is just a t-shirt, and it's got all of the different tournaments that they've won printed on the back. Everyone of it. hates those guys. There's like sixteen of them. One of the guys got like a hitch in his shot. Yeah, he goes around the side. It's the team everyone loves to hate. Yeah, and you'll 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 know you'll know yeah. if you get into this competition, into this pro am, and I suggest you text Pong to three two three six and. You know, and we've got the uh, the short kings, Oscar and Connor. We've got the Dodgers, Jamie and Hamish, who have won the first two spots. We've got two more to give away. Yeah, you'll you'll spot these guys. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. You'll spot these guys. They're, they've won a couple of times. They've yeah. been upset a couple of times as well. Yeah. Um, Could you be the next team to upset them? Yeah, absolutely. Text Pong three two three six. We need to sort our um, costume out. Oh yeah. I suppose set of the ship hats and. Yeah, I mean, we could go on the, just the full ACC the garb, full ACC uh, uh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay, hey, I reckon we will. Yeah, should we knock it on the head? Yep, let's knock it on the head. We will see you tomorrow for a Wednesday edition of The Daily Agenda. The ACC's Daily Agenda podcast, powered by Musashi. On the
On this week's episode of Between Two Beers, we hear Megan Compain's remarkable journey from basketball Hall of Famer to All Blacks commercial manager and all the best stories in between. And, and Michael Jordan was basically walking down the hallway getting held up by two of his, you know, people and he was done. And that was the game where he hit the winning buzzer of a shot and took it back to game six where I think they won in, in Chicago. So we sort of crossed in the in the hallway and it was just sort of one of those, whoa, like if I was on, you know, back at, if it was now, you'd be snapping away like yeah. social media. Between Two Beers, listen on iHeartRadio or anywhere you get your podcasts.